thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Well, hi there. It's great to be able to connect with you today. And thank you for connecting in with us wherever you're listening in from. Well, what a great song and how well did the guys perform that? And maybe for some of you who can remember the 1960s and the impact of of the Beatles, those four guys from Liverpool, you really enjoyed singing along with that. And I was really interested by the lyrics and how the song starts by saying, I need somebody, help. Not just anybody, help. I know I need somebody. And I suppose the truth is that at some point or other in our lives, we all know that we're going to need some help. And I guess that when we realise that, it's just an important lesson to know that that, that's going to be part of our journey, isn't it? That at moments, we're going to need somebody to help us. You know, in in show business, they have a little saying that you should never work with children or with animals. Well, I came across a few images on on the internet that, that just remind us of how sometimes children and animals get themselves in tricky situations. Just, just little ones like, like this one. You know, this is how not to uh, play around with a, a traffic cone. Or what about this one when, oops, a daisy, not a lot to say about that really, is there, I suppose. Or teaching your children really how to use the toilet properly is important. But then there's you pet lovers out there. You know how your cats get in tricky situations where now and again they're just looking for a bit of help. Or the dog comes down the stairs in a slightly different way than normal and needs your help. But don't worry, don't worry. When anything goes wrong, you can call for Super Dog and he'll come along and he'll help you. And, and I thought those were quite funny, but you know, that's really what the psalmist is saying to us in Psalm 121, that we're going to need help in some moments. And that's what we're going to look at in just a little while. Because in the Psalms, we've been looking through these over the last few weeks and And the Psalms are God's songbook, aren't they? God's playlist as we've talked about it. And when we look across the life of those Psalms, those 150 songs that are are written by a different variety of authors, there's so many occasions when the authors are talking about their need for help and there's this cry for help that comes from them. And that's really what Psalm 121 is. And I just want to read those words to you, those powerful words out of the psalm. Psalm 121 says that I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will never slumber or sleep. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and as you go, both now and forevermore. What's really interesting about Psalm 121 is it's a series, what part of a series of 15 Psalms called the Psalms of Ascent, from Psalm 120 through to Psalm 134. And they almost exist within the Psalms as a, as a hymn book. And these Psalms were used by pilgrims 
children from Israel who'd grown up, people from Israel who were on pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate one of the three great festivals of the Jewish calendar. You see, Jerusalem was 38,000 feet above sea level and it was built on a mountain. And at the highest point, the tabernacle, or later the temple, was situated. And, and that was there where they believed that God was. And so in many ways, this pilgrimage would take people on a climb. And so you had to ascend, as it were, to connect with God. Now let's be honest that life for many people can feel like an uphill struggle. In fact, some of us who walk the life of faith wanting to connect with God, can at moments feel like a climb, an uphill struggle. Feels like we're walking against things sometimes in our desire just to really connect with God. And Psalm 121, as we saw just a moment ago, begins with a, a statement. And there the psalmist says, I look up to the mountains. Now, when you think about that, and Bible commentators, people who've explored behind the background of Scripture, suggest that maybe the psalmist was thinking of, of one of three things or all of them. The first thing they're saying is maybe as those people are singing that song and they're saying, I look up to the mountains, they're thinking about the potential dangers, that the predators that might come down the mountains or the robbers that might be there. And so they're looking tentatively, as it were, at the mountains. Some have suggested that maybe they're looking at the idols and the gods with a small g that have been set up in the high places by those who worship other deities. And they're walking on their journey to Jerusalem conscious of what other people look to for their help. But then obviously it could so easily mean as well that they're looking towards that high place of Jerusalem, the place they're looking to for their hope and for their help. And when you think about those, actually each of them have significance in terms of our journey, our climb, our ascent to be close to God. There's a sense in which sometimes we're thinking, well, no, who's going to help me if I'm attacked, if, if I'm injured, if I'm wounded by life? Or maybe sometimes we're looking around us and we see those things that take other people's priority, other people's worship in life. Other things that people look to for their help, whether it's, it's their wealth, their possessions, their success, the gods, if you like, the idols of our modern age. But there's also that important message that comes through that reminds us that we need to be able to be men and women who can say, I can look towards God and believe that he can be my help. And it really boils down to this really important question, where are you looking for help? And that's a really important question because what's critical is that we look to the right people, the right places for the kind of help that we need. I mean, if I had a puncture on a tire on my car, I'm not likely to go to the dentist. Or if I break a bone in my arm, I'm, I'm not going to go to the estate agents for help, am I? Let's be honest. And really, that's what the psalm is going to drill us into, that we do need help. We do need help and we need to know where to go. Brenny Brown, who's a great author and motivational speaker, said this, you know, we don't have to do it all alone. We were never meant to. I think that's really powerful because I think that's what the psalmist is telling us here. We weren't meant to do this journey of life on our own. We weren't built and designed that way. In fact, in the Passion Translation of Psalm 121, verse 1 says this, then I realise 
that our true help and protection come only from the Lord, our Creator, who made the heavens and the earth. And I really want to encourage you today to believe that God who made everything that we see around us, the God who spoke and worlds and universes came into being, is the one who wants to help you, who wants to help me. And that's what the psalmist says, and he, he gives us that in those couple of first verses. But then what's wonderful is he goes on to describe ways in which God has promised to help us. Let me just show you a few in the time that we have. Firstly, he tells us how the, the God helps us stand securely. In verse one, uh, verse three rather, he says, he will not let you stumble. That's what God has promised. I won't let you stumble. You know, when you ask for God to help you, the very act of asking puts you in a more secure place than you were before because you've admitted and owned up to the fact that God is someone that can help you and you need more help than you can provide for yourself. The problem you have, the need you have may not vanish immediately or in time. But the very fact that you come to God for help will enable you to stand emotionally so much more secure than you can begin to imagine. Just as if somebody who's struggling to, to stand on a slippery surface or stand against the, the wind, the strength of the wind, needs a person to come and stand alongside them and hold them. God wants to be that person. If you plant a sapling tree, you don't just leave it there to the elements. You put a stick beside it, bury a stick into the ground and strap the tree to it to hold it securely. And that is the wonderful picture that the psalmist is painting of God standing with us. The invisible God who yet is real and standing with me in the context and situation of my life. Psalm 40, another psalm tells us in the passage translation in verse 2, he stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. And I really want to assure you today, when you turn towards God for help, he makes sure that you know he's standing there with you. In fact, Jesus quotes what God has said to Moses generations before in the New Testament. He gives us this promise, you know, I'll never leave you. I won't abandon you. I will be with you. I was just reading in John chapter 16 in my own devotions this week, how Jesus turns to the disciples on the eve of his death. And he says to the disciples, you know, it's good for you that I'm going away. Well, they couldn't understand that. And I get that. They must have been thinking, how on earth is it good, Jesus, that you going away? We've lived these three years, we've seen miracles. How could it be good for us? But Jesus goes on to say, it's good for you because unless I go away, he, the comforter, God, the Holy Spirit, he cannot come. And what Jesus is saying is, if I go, the Spirit can come and he can be with all of you. In fact, he teaches the disciples that this Holy Spirit, God, the Spirit will be with you and will live within you. And I want to assure you today, God is with you, wherever you are, in whatever you're experiencing. But the psalmist goes on to tell us as well how God watches over us attentively. He says that in this psalm, and there's a really important distinction here, because some people imagine that God is watching us 
just looking at us, trying to trip us up, trying to find those moments we make mistakes as if he can come then and punish us. And he's just some big schoolmaster with a big stick in the sky and he's watching us and he's looking at us. But actually what the psalmist says is that God is watching over us. And that's really, really important. Just over a year ago, Amanda and I so excited when our first grandchild, a granddaughter, came into the world. And we're going to get to see her now in this next week. In fact, a week from now, we'll be spending time with her, which is so exciting. And if we're given the privilege of just looking after her for a little while, while our son and daughter will take a bit of a break and catch a coffee or go out, I can assure you that we're going to be watching over her. She, she's just starting to learn to walk. We saw her on FaceTime the other day. She's pulling herself up on the sofa and she's got this little truck like I remember having as a kid. You put blocks in and she's toddling along, but she's not particularly secure at the moment. So we'll be watching over her. And I felt the Lord speak to me even this morning as I was praying and thinking about sharing that, you know what? So often we're toddling around, not feeling secure, but God is watching over us, not to punish us, not to trip us up, but to protect us to secure us, to help us. Psalm 32 verse 8 tells us, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. And I'm just so glad to know today that God is watching over me because he's not trying to catch you out. He wants you to flourish in life. But the third thing I want you to see from this psalm is how God has promised that he will shield us personally. Again, Brenny Brown, that author I quoted earlier, has said this. She said, I thought faith would say, I'll take away the pain and discomfort. But what it ended up saying was, I'll sit with you in it. Wow. What a thought that even though we cannot guarantee to you today that life won't still have dangers and challenges and difficulties, but I believe with all my heart that I can say today, God wants to sit with you in those things. It doesn't mean that I won't face some things that I've never wanted to face or I won't have to walk through challenging situations. It means I won't have to do that alone. In fact, the psalmist says in Psalm 63, because you are my helper, I'll sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I'll cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. You know, as I think back over my own life, I am convinced that there are moments that I didn't see how much God was protecting me. There were moments he guided me away from potential dangers and difficulties I didn't imagine. I know of moments he lifted me out of stuff. But I also believe that my life story has so many moments that I haven't seen. I didn't see those problems coming but he did. And he personally shielded me, guarded me and protected me as he has done for you and wants to continue to do for you in your life. And that's the promise the psalmist brings. God will shield you. He'll protect you. He'll surround you. You know, when we see what the psalmist is saying here, the main message of what he's trying to get across to us is that whatever the danger the possibilities or the promise that the mountains, the high things around us offer us. The key to succeeding in all these moments, the key to finding help is to lift our gaze towards God. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? 
My help comes from the Lord. And I've discovered in life that sometimes the very act of asking God is the beginning of finding the help that we need. You see, sometimes it's in the act of asking that we lift our head above what's the problem and the challenge for us to see him, to find as we look towards him a perspective that we've not seen before because we've lifted our gaze to say, God, I can't do this. I need your help. A favourite verse of mine from the Bible is, is found in the book of Hebrews in chapter 12 and in the passage translation of verse 2, we read these words. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and leads us forward into faith's perfection. That's the promise of Jesus. I grew up in an Elim church, the church I'm privileged to serve in the role I have, the church of which Life Central is a part. And in the era I grew up in, you know, hymns, classic hymns, the great hymns of our faith, and shorter choruses, smaller little songs, as we call them choruses, that they were the framework really of, of our worship. And I remember so many of them fondly. I find myself singing them, and when I hear them on Christian radio, I just love listening into those. And one of those small choruses, as we would have called them, has stood the test of time. It's one that I've heard even recently recorded by contemporary worship leaders in different styles and different modes, but it just so powerfully speaks into the whole purpose of what I'm trying to say to you today. You'll know it so well. You could begin to hum it there, even as I'm saying it to you. And the words simply say this. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You see, folks, the goal of our faith is not a trouble-free life. It's a God-filled life. That's what we're called to. Jesus said on one occasion, you know, in this world you'll have trouble to the disciples, but take heart for I have overcome the world. And I don't know what you're facing today. It could be a whole range of situations. Some of you might be sitting watching and everything within you saying, I need God's help. I wanna ask you to lift your eyes today to look up, to look towards the God who loves you, wants to guard you and protect you, help you stand secure, to turn your eyes towards Jesus. In a moment or two, we're going to share in a worship song. And when I thought about the, some of the lyrics of this song, I just wanted to, to headline them before we actually let this song minister to us, because I think it. It reminds us of the greatness of God and yet His interest in, in me and you. The song starts by saying, You're the Lord of all creation and still you know my heart. You're the author of salvation. You've loved us from the start. You're everything you promised. Your faithfulness is true. And we're desperate for your presence. All we need is you. 
And my message to you today, friends, is simply this. All the help you could ever need, you'll find in Jesus. He's looking towards you today. And I invite you to look towards him and to wherever you are, maybe to open your hands in your lounge, wherever you're watching this. And in the words of this song that's going to minister to us, and you can join in there at home to simply say, Lord, here I am. I'm waiting here for you.